Hey there, everybody, and welcome to Let's Plan a Wedding. I'm Dave Yost. And I'm Mandy. And today, we are going to be talking about setting a menu. Uh, one of the, I don't know, more enjoyable parts so far, at least of the planning process. I think it's an important part of the wedding, too. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to have gross food at your wedding. Well... I kind of did. No, you didn't. No. Uh, no, and well, and, you know, with the, uh, with setting the menu comes the tasting, and uh, as we'll get into later, our tasting went very, very well. We it was very, a very good day. Very happy with it. And, uh, yeah, so I guess to, to start off, let's, let's start, let's start wide and narrow down. So, you know, when you're, when you're looking at, setting a menu for your wedding i think generally you're you're you've got three major categories you can look at you you can go with you can uh, do a buffet style you can do a per plate or you can do family style and i think to a certain degree the the type of uh spread you're going to put on probably ties in a lot to the venue you're going with. I think in part two, it's your guests as well. Yeah. If you have a lot of old people attending your wedding, maybe buffet style isn't the best because you have a lot of travel back and forth with plates of food. If you have a lot of dietary restrictions, maybe, again, buffet or family isn't the best because you are you have a lot of people you have to cater to. But Well, but I mean, there... There's advantages to, to the, the kind of buffet style or, or even uh, family style uh, way of, of feeding your guests. And in that, you know, it's it's one of those where, where you just you put the food out either, again, in a buffet line or on the tables and people can really just choose what they want. I think there's advantages and disadvantages to all three. Oh, yeah. Of the meal types. So, some of the best wedding food I ever had was buffet style. Mm-hmm. The groom's uncle was a chef professionally and agreed to cook all the food as his wedding present. So he oh, did it buffet nice. style and there was tons of things to choose from and it was literally some of the best food I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. I've also had family style that's been very good. I mean, downside to family style, it can get a little messy. Yeah. You're passing a plate around a table, you're pulling off pieces of food. If cousin Eddie decides he's going to eat all the prime rib off the plate, that table is... <laughs> They're just kind of hosed. Right. Uh, yeah, well, no, and, and actually, I guess, because because we're starting, we're, we're starting broad, we're starting conceptual, at the conceptual level, uh, I guess, yeah, we, let's just go through the three. So, you know, the, the upside of buffet style is... Uh, you don't have to get meal options on the RSVP. That is a plus. Uh, it's usually cheaper. It's usually a lot cheaper. Uh, and then, you know, you have that, that consideration to your guests, which, you know, for people who've been listening to the podcast, uh, you know, I'm sure you've started to notice a theme that, you know, a lot of the, the uh, things Mandy and I talk about you know, in, in consideration for planning the wedding, uh, d- does come down to consideration to the guests. And I think that's, that's part of anyone's wedding planning process is yes, it's, it's your special day. 
and your special day too, Elvis. Uh, but you know, you've got a hundred to two hundred of your family and closest friends coming, and you do want to accommodate them. Well, right, especially if you have people that can't eat certain things yep. or such like that. So a buffet style gives you a lot of options. Yeah, is hey, if you don't like the look of the roast beef, shuffle down three steps, and you know there there's chicken there. Right. Um, or if or, you don't or, eat meat. There's yeah. probably a nice salad portion to it. Or if you want both the chicken and the roast beef, hey, fill up your plate. Uh, so, I mean, that's nice. I, I think the, yeah, the downside to the, the buffet style is, yeah, there's, there, now there's a lot of movement involved. Everybody's getting up from their, their seats, going to the buffet line. Uh, there's a lot of walking back and forth, which is going to increase the, the potential for people dropping whole plates of food. Um, yeah, for some of your less mobile guests that becomes kind of a pain real quick and i think you know there there's a an element of it that that can take away from you know the ambiance again depending on what kind of wedding you're going right well like you said i think with our venue it would take away from it a little bit Mm -hmm. because we're losing a lot of space and a lot of just that classic look on a buffet table Mm -hmm. But I have seen it done where it ties in very nicely, and the waiters and waitresses are very good at what they do on getting it all out, getting it all spread, getting it all gone in a matter of minutes. But like you said, you have people dressed up nicely, and nobody really wants a plate of food spilled on them (laughs) or anything to that nature, so there's the downside to that. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, going over to then family style, you've got again you've got that same advantage of there's there's multiple entrees multiple sides multiple vegetables on the table take what you want take however much you want you know you're going to have some people who you know don't want the the full portion of roast beef and then you're going to have some people who want triple portions of right. roast beef it's a little more serve yourself. Yep. So there is, and again, I, I do think cost effectively, it's a little bit cheaper. Well, and, and it does sort of solve that, the the buffet issue in that, you know, the, 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 the staff, the waiters, they're going to bring the plates of food out to the table. So it's less mobility. Yeah. So you don't, you don't have people getting up, walking around. It's all at the table. Uh, but then, you know, again, it is, it's passing plates of food around or bowls of food, I guess, around and you're still, you know, risking spillage on yourself uh, or others. Yeah. And I think that if you're doing a per plate, then, I mean, let's take our guests. We know two of them have celiacs. So mm-hmm. that means they can't have gluten. So that means they will need special items. Mm -hmm. So if we're handing out a plate of food that's chicken, beef, and mustatoli, well, if the beef has gravy on it, that's not a good option. If the chicken's breaded, that's not a good option. Pasta is obviously large portions of gluten. So you're looking at, do you put some type of large portion of specialty item on there? Do you get them their own plate? How do you, I'm sure most, 
well, venues th- would be willing to just bring out a special plate for that person. Yeah, and, and I mean, obviously it's going to depend on how many people you have with, with special dietary needs, things like that. Where, I mean, if yeah, if, if it's like us, where we're looking at about two. Um, that we know of right now. Yeah, that we know of right now. Then, you know, as we'll get into, uh, the Congress is making them special plates. Their food is never going to touch the same surfaces as, as the other food. Uh, it's it's f- a fairly simple fix. But, I mean, if you had a couple a couple dozen of your guests, each with unique dietary restrictions. You had peanut allergies, you had dairy allergies, you had, um, or I guess it's not an allergy, lactose intolerance. Uh, You had celiacs, you had vegetarians, you had vegans, you had non-ovolacto vegans. Like, that can get complicated. Especially with family style where a lot of the food is touching other food Mm -hmm. and it and and and, you know it's one of those things where that spoon's been in the pasta so now person b can't use that spoon to serve themselves and and you know you get into that that issue of again you want to accommodate your guests you don't want any of your your friends or family to show up and and say oh but you know i you know I, I'm a, I'm a vegan and you, you don't want your response to be, well, too bad. Or even worse with, you know, certain things, you don't want them to get sick. Yeah. Well, like, again, like our folks with celiacs, like, (laughs) hey, come out to our wedding and get uh, violently ill. And right, let's just clarify, like, these are not people that have chosen to cut gluten out of their diet because it's unhealthy. No, this is the legit one. These are people that will have a serious violent reaction to it. And so, again, you know, out of consideration, you want to accommodate that. And so then, you know, we get around to the, the plated option. Downside of the plated option, obviously, it tends to be the more expensive option. I was just going to say, it's probably the priciest one. Plus, it can be limiting, because basically, we're going to be asking, we're doing a plated option, uh, we're going to be asking our guests four months out to decide on what they want, based really just on a list of, of, you know, items on the RSVP card. Um, You know, we... It's a limited amount of options because we had to go with two two main. We did choose two entrees, and I've even seen it done where there's just one entree. Yeah. And if you don't necessarily like what was served, I have left weddings and went to Burger King mm. because I'm I can be particular about what I eat. And in this particular wedding, it was a piece of chicken with some kind of weird pesto mushroom stuffing. <laughs> I don't eat mushrooms. I don't like them. I well, you you do if I puree them. I do if I don't know they're there. <laughs> I've I've been hiding mushrooms in Mandy's food for months now. <sighs> uh, but in any case, so I then basically went hungry for about an hour until I could duck out to my car <laughs> and drive to the nearest food place, which was Burger King, and get a chicken sandwich and eat it in my formal dress in my car. Well, and and that gets I I guess that that that's a decent enough transition into. Uh, you know, a question that, that, you know, we can talk about, but, you know, I'll, I'll push this out to the, uh, 
the listenership in general to, to you know, uh, hit us up on Facebook or through the email uh, with, you know, their thoughts on this is, I guess, how important is it, really, that the food be good at your wedding? Like, you obviously don't want it to be gross, and you don't want to poison your guests. Or maybe you do, you know? Maybe... Uh, you're going for a red wedding scenario, but for those of us for 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 those of us who like our guests, you know, I guess when you're ranking all the aspects of a wedding that people are going to look at and remember and comment on, and 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 the aspects of the wedding that that your guests are really going to take with them as they leave and whenever they talk about your wedding they're going to talk about you know blank when you're ranking item that you know those aspects from most important to least important uh, part of me questions where the menu falls because i've been to weddings that had really good food i've been to weddings that had really bad food but sitting here right now thinking about it I couldn't tell you what the good food was and what the bad food was. Like, I, I, I know that, like, my friend Travis's wedding had good food. Uh, Jackie's wedding had good food. I, I've been to other weddings that had, the, you know, not so great food. Uh, but, like, I couldn't tell you what the menu was. And honestly, the, when I think of Travis's wedding or Jackie's wedding or any of these other weddings I've been to... The menu's not the first thing that pops into my mind. I guess we're kind of different on that. Maybe food's more important to me than you. <laughs> I don't know. Because I seem to remember all of the food at the wedding. Okay. And, and, well, and again, maybe I think maybe me. it just depends on the person. Or, like, if your food's really bad, mm. that maybe sticks out. Because, like, the one wedding I went to where the food was really bad... That's one of the only things I do remember about that wedding. Oh, wow. Okay. Is, well, oh, wow, that food was terrible. And a pregnant woman refused to eat it and then threw up. <laughs> wait, wait. So she threw up from not eating? Well, she was, like, very, very pregnant. Okay. So I'm sure it had something to do with the pregnancy and the smell uh. and everything. But, like, she refused to eat it, and then her husband started eating it, and she ran out of the room and was like, no, I can't, hmm. and became ill. But again... Probably more pregnancy than anything else. But I do remember that food standing out as very bad. Mm. And now my cousin Ashley's wedding, I remember the food standing out as really, really good. Mm. Like, my brother stole my soup at that wedding because that's how good the food was. I left my soup unattended and my brother came and stole it from me. So, well, did he steal it or did he claim it? You did leave it unattended. I went to the ladies' room came back and my soup was gone and he was laughing and pointing and saying haha I ate your soup I'm just saying in the in the grand scheme of brother sister of like sibling food rules you're kind of asking for it I guess by little brother food rules it it did apply you needed, I did leave it unattended what you should have done is before you got up and left you should have stuck your thumb into it made eye contact with your brother because he, he needs to know this is what happened like again like done a five count one two like he, he need that message needs to be conveyed lifted up your thumb flicked it off 
licked it, and then went to the bathroom. Uh, you did not do that. I Therefore, I guess I did leave my soup up for grabs. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, I, I I mean obviously we've got. Uh, again, I'm uh, yeah. I, I'm not trying to say that I don't think the the food's important because yeah, if you go really gross on the food, people are going to remember it. But. Yeah, I guess to me, it's never been the defining quality of of a wedding, in you know, to my memory. I would think for most people, it falls right around the middle. Yeah. Well, and again, if you're if you're out there listening, uh, like I say, hit us yeah. up on let Facebook. us know. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, so yeah, so we've got you know, we've gone with the the plated option mainly because that was really the only option at the congress i think we could have done family style oh i think there might have been a family style option but remember that we chose to do plated it was it's the easiest yeah and and it's really what that venue is geared towards it's a a very uh you know ornate room you know once you add in the uh the plated table service it 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 goes with the venue. Uh, and so, you know, when, when we, uh, once we signed our contract with them, uh, we then had to set out to picking a menu. And they've got, uh, what, three tiers of options at various prices. Um, and I, but I hesitate to say of various quality. Because I think all the food there is really good. We did get some really, like, surprisingly good food. Well, because, I mean, we wound up, like, to to any of our, uh, you know, uh, the, the folks out there who have been invited to the wedding. Uh, spoiler, we didn't spring for the steak and lobster plates. Uh, because we love you. But not that much. We, I didn't think I could put a price on my uh, my love of my friends and family, but apparently I can. Well, it was between top shelf food or top shelf bar. Yeah, and and I think we 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 made the right choice. But so yeah, they had the different options, and and on each menu because I've got them here. There's uh, six choice six entree choices per tier. Uh, and honestly, they're all pretty good sounding because um, you've got uh, really two uh, chicken options, two beef options, uh, a fish option, and then like a vegetarian option per tier. Right. Um, and, you know, it goes from the grilled flat iron uh, on the first tier up to... Making for good radio here, up to a grilled New York steak on the second tier, up to then um, the filet mignon on the third tier. Uh, so you know you you've got your choice to make there, and and honestly, I think for most people, if you're dealing with those kind of of meal tiers. It really comes down to your budget and, and how much you want to spend on the food. And, you know, that's one of those, I don't know if there's a right answer for that. 
Yeah, like you said, I think it depends on how much you've set aside to budget for food. And honestly, at that point, if it's not in your budget and you can't give your guests filet mignon and lobster, I don't really think that that's the end of the world. No. I, you know, I, and and I think people have an expectation. And then this gets go kind of ties back into really how important is food quality. Um once you get above a certain quality level. Like, you know, yes, obviously, it's very important if we're talking about going to make everyone at the wedding violently ill quality. But once you get up to just kind of a basic level of of banquet quality food, uh, you know, where... Uh, I, I know go, when, when we first started going through the menu, I had kind of in my head really... We're talking about banquet food. I've been to, you know, weddings. I've been to, uh, like, conferences where they have banquets. I've been to many a banquet situation. And and to my mind, there's kind of, you know, the food's going to be perfectly edible. Uh, It's going to be fine. It's not going to be extraordinary. It's not going to be the same quality of food you would get... Uh, if you went to a really fancy restaurant and and just ordered an entree, you know it's it's mass produced food because they got to make it for a hundred people. And so you know once you get up to a certain quality level, uh, where yeah you're not going to make your guests violently ill, the food is fully cooked, you know it's not overcooked, it's not gross, uh, you know w- once you get up above a certain point. As you go up in quality, obviously price is going to go up, but how important... Sorry, I'm getting a little economic-y in this one. Really, what is the the marginal utility of a slightly higher quality food for compared to the cost? And so, yeah, we wound up going with um, the, the basic tier, which really worked out for us because apparently the basic tier uh at the the congress is amazing it was super amazing and i think for me going in i really wanted to just kind of keep it sort of on a basic level to an extent Mm. i wanted to make sure that there was something that most people will like so the two choices we went with were a the flat iron steak and the crusted chicken parmesan yep so i kind of went in mentally figuring okay we now have a beef and a chicken choice and then we are allotted a certain amount of vegetarian and they will conform to dietary restrictions well and and like you said the right along there with price considerations was when we were looking at the the various tiers of menu as you go up to the the second and third tier, uh, the the potential entrees get fancier. Uh, they get bougier, but with that, they also get more complex. And and you're running the risk that your guests' palates, you know, may because I'm looking at the 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 third tier, top tier. Uh, menu items and they have the filet mignon they have the grilled lobster tail but they also have an herb and mustard crusted rack of lamb uh, which I would love 
but not everybody likes lamb. Uh, not everyone likes urban mustard crusted. I don't like mustard. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, a stuffed chicken, which is stuffed with cheese. And I just saw Mandy's eyebrows go up. And then mushrooms. Which are gross. And her eyebrows went down. Uh, and again, not everybody's going to, not everybody likes I mushrooms. was just going to say, not everybody likes cheese. Yeah. Uh, you've got the squab, and I'm sure I'm mispronouncing, the squab mousseline crusted airline chicken. Um, which, uh, airline chicken breast with squab mousse served with truffle Yukon potato puree and fortified squab. Uh, Aju, which I'm not entirely sure what that is. I was just going to say, I don't know what that is. Being being that it's the Congress, I I have no doubt it's delicious. But if if I'm a guest looking at that, because all it would say on our RSVP would be the Squab Mousseline Crusted Airline Chicken, and I'm sure our guests would be like, well, I understood chicken... (laughs) Uh, and again, that's not a that's not a ding on our guests. That's like unless you are a chef, I'm sure most people don't know what some of that is. I would not pick that option just because I don't know what it is. And so the beyond even beyond even just the the price, you know, you you get that the the other benefit we saw to that the the lower tier was the the menu items were much more basic you had parmesan crusted chicken chicken marsala uh the grilled flat iron trout almondine like these are these are things people have heard of these are fairly i don't want to say bland because we've tasted them they're not bland they're very good uh but uh, Foods that people are familiar with. Ordinary, yeah. Again, I, I with with I, I would think with a broader appeal. Uh, not everybody is going to like the um, you know chicken Florentine or uh, the herb and mustard crusted rack of lamb. But we can be pretty confident that between a Parmesan crusted chicken and a grilled flat iron. It should please just about everyone. We can cover most of our guests. And, and again, remembering that accommodating your guests is an important part of the, the wedding. Um, I think even if we had uh, an unlimited budget for this wedding, which we don't, but even if we did, we probably still would have gone with this tier. I agree because I don't want to put things on the menu that it's going to make people look at the RSVP and go, well, I'll just eat before I go. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and like I say, I have no doubt that all the items are, you know, amazingly delicious uh, because just because, you know, the food there is incredibly good. But yeah, you don't want to, you don't want your guests to, to scrunch their noses as they're reading the menu options um, and then decide to, you know, hit up McDonald's on the way. Uh, so yeah, no, the, you know, you're, if you're planning your wedding, you're going to be able to find a lot of very uh, elegant, very fancy, um, if you want to, uh, very bougie options for menu items. But, uh, you know, I think you kind of got to remember, you know, that you 
when it comes to the menu, you are to a degree playing to your audience. And in any wedding, you know, for anybody, you know, you I think you do kind of have to go for broad appeal. I agree, because even if you have a lot of sophisticated pellets, it doesn't necessarily mean that they all like the same thing. Well, and, and the more complex the menu item, the more you're increasing your odds that something about it is going to be... Um, offensive and to, I mean, to a guest. So, again, you know, you like chicken, you like cheese, but once I throw mushrooms in there, you don't right. want to eat it. And it's delicious, because mushrooms aren't that bad. Uh, but the, the eye roll I just got. Uh, but right there, we've nixed a menu item. And then, of course, if the other... If, if this is a wedding we're attending and the other option is, uh, you know, again, a beef dish that has uh, pureed peas, which you also don't like, uh, on it. I don't know why they do that. But uh, now you've got two very, very fancy, very delicious menu items that one of your guests now doesn't want any part of. And I'm not saying you can't... I mean, there's going to be people... That they don't like yeah. either chicken or beef. I mean, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, my brother is not really a big fan of either. He will eat beef, but it's not, like, his favorite. Well, we, we can get him the, the... Like, we have the vegetarian now. We can get pretty, him pasta. Which is pretty good. But, I mean, I'm just saying, there's going to be people out there that look at it and go, eh, I'm not really mm-hmm. too crazy about either of these. But I think appealing more to the mass... Yeah is what we've accomplished here because honestly when you think about chicken and beef it's you're hard pressed to find someone who doesn't who either doesn't like either or would be completely appalled by either well, well unless and, they're a vegetarian well, in which and, we and, do have a vegetarian option and it's yeah it's why if you go with a a chicken entree a beef entree and a vegetarian option you're pretty good you're covering you should be covering about nine at at least ninety percent of your guests, if not a hundred. Uh, you know, yeah, you're going to have people again with special you know restrictions, special needs, special diets, stuff like that. And at least we found because uh, not just the Congress, but I want to say all of the venues we talked to were more than happy to be like, oh yeah, you know, there's always people with special dietary restrictions so we'll just we'll make those plates separate and we're not going to charge you extra for them i know the double tree was like that they i think even the magic castle was i honestly don't remember i've blocked a lot of the magic castle out (laughs) but i know the double tree gave us certain amounts of you know they would cater to this number of special dietary plates Mm -hmm. or things like that and so I think most venues are aware that I mean it's got to come. It's got to co- just come with doing business. Right. But yeah, you're always going to have anywhere between you know one and ten people who who yeah just need something that that isn't among the three major options. And you know again you you just call that the cost of doing business. You factor it in. You make those plates to keep your customers happy, and you you move on. So then, um, 
yeah, we'll we'll get to the specific tasting. Uh, I guess uh, let's talk about hors d'oeuvres because so, p- part of our package uh, involved we get four hors d'oeuvres uh, for the cocktail hour. We do. We get four hors d'oeuvres served Butler style at our cocktail hour, Ooh, which I fancy. think it does sound kind of fancy, but I think it proves a little bit of necessity. Mm. Basically, we're having a bunch of people come and we're offering an open bar. Yeah. So I think that me just being me, I think it's a nice option to say, have a little bit of food, fill your stomach up, put the drinks on top of that instead of drinking on an empty stomach. Yeah. So I think that that's a very efficient, nice way of treating your guests, of oh, saying, yeah. here's some free alcohol, but on top of that, maybe you haven't eaten yet. Well, especially like with with our wedding, you know, where it's starting in in the late afternoon, like it's going to have been four to five hours since most of our guests ate lunch. So by the time, you know, cocktail hour commences, not not even the plates hitting the tables, but by the time cocktail hour commences, like they're going to start getting hungry. Our cocktail hour is, I think, right directly. It's lunch is probably on the downward spiral you're yeah. you're done with lunch you're not quite hungry for dinner yet yeah. but you start adding some alcohol on that and i know personally me when i'm drinking i get hungry mm. i get super hungry so i think that that's a nice you know just way of kind of safe coating a little bit now to be fair when you're not drinking you get hungry it is true when you're uh you know at the gym you get hungry when you're sitting at home you get hungry. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and go eat a snack and come back to bed. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's it's almost your defining quality. Uh, you are, for our nerdier guests, you're like Galactus. You always hunger. Uh, if you didn't get that, don't worry about it. It wasn't that funny. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so we've got the hors d'oeuvres options. And, and no, I think it's just something nice. I, you know, it, that's one of those things that... If it wasn't included at the, with the package, I don't know. You think we would have done that? I do. You think we would have gone out of our way to do that? I think I might have pushed for it. Okay. Well, like, for example, I know getting into the late night snack. Well, that's that's a separate thing. but uh, It is a separate thing, but it's also not included, and I'm no. strongly pushing for it. And and we'll get into that. Uh, but, yeah, for the orders, it was included as you know part of the package. And so... Um, yeah, we got to pick from some really good options. It was, uh, it was both not easy and very easy to choose at the same time because the the stuff that we went like the stuff that we went with was so good that it's like, well, no, obviously we're going with the bacon wrapped dates. And uh, if if you're out there listening and you're like, ew, that sounds gross, you're wrong. They're very good. Oh my god, they're good. They're very, very good. Um, so I guess should we just go into our tasting and how they did that? Um, actually, let's hit up the late night snacks and then we'll talk about uh, the tasting. So uh, one of the things that was uh, an option for the Congress, um, and actually I think again at most other places because I, I, I clearly we are not the first people to have thought. Of this is so you know you're you, you've got a wedding 
and you've decided to be really cool and pay for an open bar because you know you've got all these these guests coming in you might as well pay for for their booze I Uh, honestly I know there's reasons for not having an open bar with certain couples mm -hmm. and it all depends on the couple some people just they aren't big drinkers they don't want a bunch of people getting drunk at their wedding sometimes it's a budgetary thing and maybe this makes me a little bit of a bad person (laughs) but I get kind of angry when there's no bar option at weddings oh like Like, none I don't like it like a dry wedding like a dry wedding Yes. And I, I get your reasons and I understand and, you know, you're my friends and all, but honestly, I have been, I, I've been pretty upset over the no bar option at a wedding. Why? They, some people just don't want their guests drinking. Were they just like, hey, you know what I'd like? A wedding where no one's having fun. No, that's not fair. You don't need alcohol to have fun. You don't need it to have fun, but... <laughs> But I, mean, I do think it has its place at a wedding. I oh, think yeah. there should be a bar option at a wedding. And I even go so far as to say that, again, if it's not in your budget, it's not in your budget. And cash bars can can be a thing. Well, and, and actually, you know, we're on it. And, and, and I guess chronologically, it leads into late night snacks. So, yeah, we went with the the uh, open bar option. We we upgraded to the the top shelf stuff mainly to hit our cost minimum for the room, and uh, you know again, it, the 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 amount extra we had to pay to get the top shelf was was so marginally small that you might as well have. It like, wasn't a huge jump to go to the yeah. top shelf. It did help us. I was surprised. It did help us achieve our, our budgetary goal. Yeah. But I think part of it, too, is I'm kind of a particular drinker myself. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that I just... I don't like beer. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a big beer person. And I'm even kind of particular about the hard liquors that I'll drink and things like that. So I liked the idea of giving our more particular guests the the option of hey there's more than likely going to be something here you'll drink (laughs) we're we're not serving fleischmann's Uh, but yeah no and so getting into that though like yeah i can see to to my thinking that you know the open bar is hey you again we've got the guests they're they're coming in from you know in some cases some pretty long distances the least we can do is give you a good meal and pay for your drinks for a few hours through the course of the wedding Uh, of course the downside to that is it basically encourages your guests to get um, obnoxiously drunk uh, because it's free Uh, and so you run the risk of uh, Cousin Eddie getting drunk uh, to the point of throwing up well, getting getting drunk to the point of deciding to drive home let's be real if we had no bar cousin Eddie'd probably have a flask that's the kind of guy he is I think he'd be drinking out in his Winnebago uh, but yeah no so you you run that risk now with with our guest list I really don't see too many people as as a threat for getting like, Throwing up on a hundred-year-old sconce drunk. 
I don't think it's I don't think that's going to be an issue. I think with most of our guests, it's going to be celebratory, have a good time, maybe drink a little bit too much. Probably but wake up with that. Not to the point of I've lost complete self control. Yeah. Um, but again, I could see with you know weddings with you know with a where the the average age of the guest is a lot younger than ours. That being a concern. I see, like I said, I get reasons why people do it. In our case, I think that we both kind of looked at it as it's a celebration. Our guests are reasonable, average consumption people. Mm. They'll, like I said, nobody's going to lose complete control and be have to be escorted out or anything like yeah. that. I'm not worried about anything like that. So, you know, and... and I, I think, though, if, if you are sitting there and you are worried about that, you've got a lot of friends or cousins who get really stupid when they drink. Uh, the The cash bar is, is a decent compromise option. There is alcohol available, but if Cousin Judy wants to get blackout drunk, it's going to cost her. Right. That's going to be on her dime. Um, and, and that, you know, having to shell out, you know, five, six, seven, eight dollars for a drink in some cases is going to slow Cousin Judy down a lot. Uh, whereas, again, if it's an open bar, you know, why the not? The sky's the limit. Why not? Just, hey, just give me the bottle. Uh and yeah, you can you know run into all sorts of issues with that. So, I you know I think if if you're out there planning your wedding, that's just kind of a call you've got to make based on uh, your friends and family and the the people that you're inviting to your wedding and kind of what you expect out of their drinking habits. And again, it's there's it's one of those things. There's not really a wrong answer if that pertains better to your situation. Then I think that. Mm all your friends and family will understand and respect it. Yeah. And I think that in our case, we, we picked the one that works best for us. Yeah. And so then that leads us into, again, this uh, something that I don't know if I've ever, I'm trying to think if, if I've been to a wedding where they've had this, but it seems like at least all the venues we looked at had it as an option, which is the late night snack. Which, I've been to quite a few that have the late night snack, and I think it's a great feature. Oh well, it's it's brilliant because, again, you've had a an open bar or even a cash bar for three, four, five, six hours. Uh, people have been drinking prior to the wedding. Uh, they they you know drank wine at the table. They took advantage of the open bar throughout the entire dance period, and now it's getting towards the end of the night. And what we all could use is just something else to put into our stomachs. Something uh, something salty, something greasy that you can eat to just kind of, kind of soak up some of that alcohol and settle everything down. And so, yeah, the, um, yeah I, like I said, I think all four venues we looked at had a... I believe they did, yes. ...late night snack option. And this is something that is not included in our package, but I think we're opting to go with anyway. Specifically, I 
don't think we've picked exactly what our late night snack is going to be. We have not, but like... I know sandwiches are an option. Pizza is an option. Yeah, they've got... Uh, I'm looking at it right here. They've got mini sandwiches. Uh, savory cones, which... Uh, we're talking about steak fries served with cheese sauce and other dipping, uh, stout ale battered onion rings, um, and I'm assuming these get served in like a paper cone. That's my guess. Uh, mozzarella sticks, uh, mini quesadillas. Again, kind of just basic. If you if you've seen the trend, it's a lot of greasy food, <laughs> some bread. <laughs> Again, soaking up that something alcohol. that'll coat your stomach and soak up that alcohol. But like I said, for me, I get very hungry. Mm-hmm. So honestly, if we're not having a late night snack, I'm sending you out to the nearest fast food establishment to get me some food. Yeah. Because I'm going to be hungry. And I get very angry when I'm hungry. Yes, you do. Um, and I also, if I'm drinking and I don't eat, I can get very... And I don't feel good. And you sometimes try to talk me into breaking into the Berghoff to make you a schnitzel. Which is a bad idea on so many levels. I was I was very inebriated <laughs> when I tried to talk you into breaking into the Berghoff to make me schnitzel. Um, but yeah, no. So I I like the late night snack idea. I think it's it, it it's a solid idea. Um, and then of course you've got you know most most or like from what we looked at, it seemed like most venues had uh, other you know kind of add-on options like uh, coffee service uh which i wouldn't mind going minded going with but based on you know talking to the congress they were uh pretty much of a mind that you know unless we anticipate everyone wanting coffee at the end of dinner they were more than happy to provide one you know coffee to whoever requests all you have to do is request that you want a cup of coffee or you want a cup of tea and they'll bring it out to you. But like the, uh, yeah, the coffee service that they, they offered, uh, you know, sounded very nice because it came with all sorts of, you know, creamers and flavor options and, and things like that. And honestly, I don't think we've completely ruled it out, rolled it out because it's going to depend on where we fall for budgetary. Yeah. Because if we need... If, if, a if, nice little if we wind bump. up if we wind up a little short in the final RSVP count and need to bump ourselves back up above, like yeah, I'd probably go with the coffee service because uh, I like coffee. Agreed. Uh, and then of course there's the the option of the sweets table, which I know we had talked about. Um, again, uh, you know, for for most weddings, the obviously the dessert is the wedding cake. Um. But, uh, yeah, pretty much every place we looked at also had this option of a, a sweets table, which, like, I'm looking at it right here, you're talking about uh, chocolate-covered strawberry tree, mini pastries, assorted cookies, cream puffs, an eclair tree, which maybe we can just get them to make us one of those to take back up to the room. Uh, truffles, mini mini pastries, mousse and champagne glasses. And I think most of the places were kind of along the same lines of that. They yeah. were, you know, eclairs, mini donuts, fruit, and things and like that. I, I know I, I'm partially tempted because, you know, because, again, we've got, you know, a, a small group of 
uh, guests who aren't going to be able to eat cake because of dietary restrictions. Right. And so, you know, having the sweets table where you've got, say, the chocolate-covered strawberry tree. Well, that's something they could eat. Uh, or at least I think they can. Uh, I believe that if we requested the chocolate be explicitly gluten-free, and I think most chocolate... And, and so we, we decided to not go with it. Again, it's still an option. We haven't 100% ruled it out. These extras were, I think, are just kind of waiting to see where we fall in. Yep. And if we do need the little bumps, then, you know, the then, coffee service, the dessert table, things like that will start to come onto our radar a little bit more. But like I said, and the if, late night snack is almost unnegotiable to me. Oh, no, the late night snack, absolutely. Uh, the, the, yeah, the sweets table, uh, if we don't go with it, don't worry, Jackie, I will sneak in desserts for you. You actually don't have to sneak. I've already asked the ladies if oh, that's right. we can either purchase through them a gluten-free dessert or just bring our own from a bakery mm -hmm. for our friends who can't eat gluten. And they said that that would be no problem. Yeah. So uh, again, you guys will be covered. I got you, Jackie. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that covers dessert tables. Uh, so then, yeah, our selection. So, yeah, for, you know, we, we went with the, the flat iron and the Parmesan chicken. Uh, we, we, uh, once we contracted, we went and did our tasting. It was phenomenal. They set us up. It was a really nice afternoon. Um, we were able to bring both our moms, mm -hmm. which was super nice. Um it was really nice because your mom was in town, so yep. it was something fun to do, and my mom came along with us, and they served us a lot more food than I had anticipated yeah. them serving us. I was really expecting, like, for the four of us, they'd bring out, like, a single uh, plate, and, you know, we all get a taste, but, uh, like, for each option, they gave us two full plates... And then, you know, because there were multiple options, we would just kind of eat, off, you know, trade off of each other. Yeah, it was plate. basically one full entree to two people. I was very full. I was like the Willy Wonka girl that turned into the blueberry. I felt like you were going to have to roll me out of there. <laughs> well, because, you know, we, we wound up sampling, what, uh, eight appetizer eight, options. Eight hors d'oeuvres, which were all very good. But again, they brought out full plates of them mm -hmm. full hors d'oeuvre plates with these adorable little fruit creatures yeah it was like a kiwi that was cut into like a kiwi bird it was pretty cute it was there was wine served with it so we could taste i believe three different kinds of wines mm -hmm. and then they brought out all the entrees and the salads well and we we had asked to taste was it three or four I think it was four. It was four entree entrees. Options. It was eight hors d'oeuvres, four entrees, two salads, and two soups. Two soups, and and so yeah, it was the they brought out the hors d'oeuvres, they brought out the soups. The soups were very good. Uh, the the salads were incredibly good. I mean, yeah, it was everything was incredibly good. Uh, the food itself was very good, but the atmosphere they set up for us yes. was extremely nice. It was, we got to meet the chef, mm -hmm. who is a phenomenal person. Oh, my. It was her first wedding tasting. She cried. So she was very emotional. But uh, when, we, yeah, when we told her how good everything was, she teared up, which was, was nice. Because, yeah, it was her first time doing it alone. 
Um, she had been a sous chef before, and I believe transferred over into the the head chef. Mm-hmm. And this was her first. This is her first wedding that she's well, going to be doing solo. And again, I I just thought it was nice that we got to meet her. And it was like, like it was that kind of intimate environment where it was, you know, the 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 to the wedding coordinator or to the events coordinators because they do more than just weddings. But um, and then you know the chef. Uh, and and you know her staff, and you know really getting to yeah to taste everything and and I guess I I know the coordinators were surprised that we we were eating everything that they I I guess and and this is another one we throw out to the listeners like when you when you did your wedding tasting like did did you clean clean the plate because. Uh, yeah, they were saying, like, most of the people they have come in, they'll take a few bites and then go, okay, that was good, you know, what's next? Uh, but, yeah, we, we that was lunch for us. Like, we had decided that that was going to be our lunch. But, again, we didn't expect so much food. But I'm the kind of person where I like food, and yeah. if you put good food in front of me... I'm going to eat it until I can't eat the good food anymore. Well, and then we still wound up walking out of there with... They gave us to-go boxes. Right. Everything we didn't eat, they let us take home. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's all all incredibly good. But so. it was a very nice one-on-one situation mm-hmm. to where they were very helpful. Very, I know I'm not very much a white wine drinker. I don't particularly enjoy it. But I do want to have a white wine option at the wedding mm-hmm. for guests that do. So I was a little bit clueless about that. I think I kind of looked to your mom at one point and said, <laughs> do you drink white wine? And she said, no, not really. But um, one of the coordinators was stepped right up and said, well, I like white wine. If you don't mind, you know, I'll explain a little bit of it. And I said, you know, we happily went with. We with did her go with her, her selection. And that's just the great. I think that speaks to the great expertise and care that they put into these things just the customer service was phenomenal and i'd like to point out uh in case you're wondering uh no we're not getting paid by the congress to to say this nor are we quite the opposite nor are we getting them a discount off of our wedding for saying this we're just happily shilling for them their event staff is amazing they're phenomenal they're amazing ladies um but yeah, so uh, you know what we wound up going with. Well, that, and that was of course the funny thing is, I stepped out to go to the bathroom at the end of the appetizer tasting, and I came back and and was informed that you and uh, your mom and my mom had decided on the appetizers, but they were they issued a challenge to me of could I guess which ones you went with? Uh, we did do the mom challenge. I went four for four. He got them all. Got them all right. Uh, and so what? Yeah, we wound up going, we're getting the, the mini beef Wellingtons, which were really good. Really good. Um, the uh, blue or the bacon wrapped dates. Which sounds weird. It's a date with a chunk of blue cheese on it wrapped in bacon. It's like, very, very good. It's salty. It's sweet. It's amazing. Uh, what the, was it the wontons? wontons and uh having poorly prepared for this episode i'm trying to remember the fourth one 
I know that everything we picked was all meat options, yeah. which the event coordinators did point out to me. So they kind of asked me, they're like, well, are you aware that you've picked all four meat options? And I kind of looked and went, oh, yeah, we did. And they were like, do you want to change that? And I was like, no, no, not really. So, again, to speak to how wonderful they are, they offered to throw in some bruschetta for us at just... <laughs> Just, just to appease, just, just in case, just to help out, and in case the you know we do have vegetarians, so I kind of laughed and said, "Well, I'm never going to turn down free bruschetta." Yeah. So we are having bruschetta too, mm. but the last one we got was andouille sausage and cheese fritter. Um. Yeah. Thinking about those right now. They had those at the at the Bridal, Bridal Expo so, we yeah, went to because really I was good. eating them there too. Uh, so yeah, we went with those, and then uh, the yeah for the salad it was a blue cheese and like candied walnuts salad, uh, which was God, really really good. The walnuts were amazing. Um, and then for the soup, it was between uh, like a it was a New Orleans clam chowder. Uh, which was good, except it, they did this thing that I, I get why they did it for the flavor they were going for. I just don't particularly like it where they put uh, corn kernels in the soup uh, and a butternut squash, which was amazing. I picked the butternut squash over the chowder because, again, I like seafood. Mm. I know a lot of people that don't. So it basically came down to me to I think the butternut squash would be more crowd pleasing. Yeah. The only thing I don't think I'm going to eat that because it's very orange, and I don't want that to end up on my white dress. I I will happily eat your butternut squash. I mean, if we're going with wedding tradition, my brother's probably stealing it. So. Oh, I'll stick my thumb <laughs> in it, like, uh, you know. Uh, and then yeah, for the entree, it's the the grilled flat iron, uh, which. You know, it was, uh, it was uh, like a sliced steak with, you know, I want to say it was some sort like of like... Like a bouillonnaise sauce. Or, or like a... sauce, maybe? Actually, wait, I've got it right here. Bordelais sauce. And, uh, yeah, it, it tasted like uh, like a balsamic base. It was, it was good. It was very good. And then the Parmesan-crusted chicken, um, which is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, and, and really, really really tasty so guests i'm gonna give you a little bit of tips when you get your rsvp card these are the options that are going to be on it mm -hmm. if you don't like cheese perhaps go with the beef if you like your beef a little bit more well done which i'm judging you but yeah i i believe that they've only given us the option to sort of cook it one way it's medium so it's going to be medium so if you like your meat a little bit more on the well done side you might want to go with the chicken yeah and again, we'll we'll uh, you know we'll definitely have to kind of put that out in the as part of the RSVP cards as as a little note at the bottom saying like hey. Um, I think overall, again, and just again, trying to to please the crowd. Oh, yeah. I think medium is a nice base, but I know that there are. Well, you like yours rare, but yeah. like my grandma, for example, she likes her meat very well done. Yeah. So I've already told her, Go with the chicken. beef is not going to be for you. Um, so yeah, it, and uh, I guess are there? Am I forgetting any other part of our menu? No, I believe that's it. 
Uh, yeah, we still do need to, to make a decision and lock in the late night snacks. Uh, I mean, it's all kind of grease and salt anyway. <laughs> it like, all sounds delicious. I like the pizza. That is mm. unfortunately the most expensive option. Mm. So I guess we're going to see where budget falls in and yeah. how much we need or don't need. But I do like the idea of pizza. Well, again, it's bread, so it's going to soak up a lot. And I can eat I can eat pizza any time. Yeah, we can just get you a pizza. <laughs> it's It's... Downtown Chicago. I want everyone to have pizza. Yes, we all want the world to have a pizza, but at least on the wedding day, it's your special day, Mandy. It's your special day. Uh, it, uh, yeah, sorry, folks out there. That's an inside joke. Uh, the two wedding expos we've gone to, uh, that's always my answer uh, to everything regarding uh, the wedding is, well, it's her special day. Uh, and uh, it's funny how no one no one else laughs at that when I'm at the bridal expos. Uh, but yeah, so you know that is that, that was kind of our thought process and 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 uh, decision making uh, when it came to the menu. So um, yeah, if if any of you out there have have uh, your own thoughts, again, like I say, I'm I'm interested to find out how important. Uh, yeah, in, in the grand scheme of things, where most people rank the importance of the menu uh, when it comes to, you know, the overall, uh, you know, all the things that go into a wedding. Um, that's, yeah, like I say, I, I, I'm sure that's an entirely subjective thing. I, do, I have to agree. I believe it depends on the person because there's people like some of our friends, food is basically sustainable energy <laughs> it does not matter to them one bit yeah. and then there's people like me and some of my family that food's very important to us mm. but yeah no so if you're out there uh like I say hit us up on the facebook uh, group uh under let's plan a wedding and uh let us know your thoughts on uh, menu choices uh your thought uh, any experiences you've had with particularly good or particularly bad food at weddings uh any uh yeah nightmare stories are uh, are always welcome cuz you know they're kind of funny and um yeah like i say let us know how important you think uh the the the, the menu selection actually is uh, if you are not a Facebook, uh, or if you're not on Facebook, you know, not, uh, can't join the group, uh, feel free to email us at let's plan a wedding pod at gmail.com. Um, and, uh, if, uh, you're enjoying this podcast and also have a secret love of economics, uh, check out my other podcast. Okay. Let me tell you why you're wrong. Uh, also available through iTunes and SoundCloud. Shameless plug complete. Uh, with that, any uh, closing thoughts, Mandy? I think we've about covered it. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Yep. Be sure to uh, take a couple minutes and uh, give us a rating and a review on iTunes. Those uh, really help. Uh, move the pod, uh, move the podcast up on the rankings charts, which helps more people notice us. More people, you know, uh, get more listeners and uh, more people joining the conversation. Uh, with that, I've been Dave Yost, and I'm Mandy. 